Hey everybody, this is Matthew Soltysiak and you're listening to Not The Same Old Lions Podcast. Using my sportscasting background, I speak with a variety of guests and interview key players to gain more insight on what makes this team go. As the Detroit Lions enter a new gritty era, we'll look beyond just the kneecaps when it comes to the analysis. Welcome to another episode. In this episode, we share our joint practice experience with the Lions host in the New York Giants. We'll share our observations from camp, hear from Coach Campbell and Jared Goff, and talk about expectations for the upcoming season opener. This is Corey Schlesinger, and you are listening to Not the Same Old Lions podcast. I'm joined today by Chris Haynes, a friend of the podcast. In addition to being an avid Detroit Lions fan and University of Michigan fan, he also dives extensively into fantasy football. Thanks for joining the show today, Chris. Thanks for having me, Matt. Now, Chris, you and I are going to be taking a look at the Detroit Lions players and how we think they're going to do in fantasy football. That episode's going to be probably coming up next week or so, so fans, keep an eye out for that. But let's get to training camp. A quick note about the experience. The Detroit Lions do it well. I had a great view of practice from the bleachers on one side of the practice field. The offense practiced on that side. The defense was over on the other side. It was a fun atmosphere. You had the opportunity to meet some Detroit Lions legends. Eddie Murray and Rob Rubick were both there. Getting to and around was quite easy. So if you get the chance, I highly recommend it. Also, the bleachers was the best spot to be in for the final 15 minutes of practice when both teams took turns going back and forth. So if you're going to go, I would plan on sitting around that area for the end of practice. Now, Jared Goff spoke about the joint practice, and Dan Campbell set the scene for the day right before practice started. Yeah, it's it's so fun to, you know, go against another team. And, you know, for, for the last, whatever, two weeks, three weeks, however long we've been here, you know, it's offense versus defense. It's who's going to win the day. And, and now it's like, all right, Lions versus, you know, Giants. And we get to feel like we're competing together and uh, get a new a new jersey color out there it's fun i'm just i i can't wait man i'm competitive and i don't even get to practice but but i just that's that's just me it's uh, you know i love this and uh if our guys i mean our if i if i'm in that locker room i this is the greatest man this is the best you know you get to go against a, a different opponent um and they bring something different to the table and you get to show what what you're capable of uh, to those guys, to us, and, and to the organization. Honestly, I mean, there's a number of guys, that's what they got to remember. There's some guys on this roster, like, you're being evaluated by by them right now. You got all eyes on you, so you really have two clubs looking at you, us and them, uh, if you're a bubble guy. So um, I just, I think if you are if you have a competitive nature about you, this is as good as it gets. Um, so that's that's just me. I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty fired up right now. And what I told those guys is details. I want to see now that we're getting uh, some new competition in, a different type of competition, some damn good players too over there now on both sides of the ball. Can you can you focus in on the little details? Or are you going to go rogue on us or start playing rap ball, just trying to make plays, and now you're out of position and it costs us? Those are the things I'm looking for. Not surprised what quarterback Jared Goff said about the joint practice and getting his perspective, but it's also great getting the insight from Coach Campbell on what he's looking forward to. Yeah, I, I love the idea of joint practices because, you know, you get you get the opportunity to play against other other players. They don't know exactly what you're trying to run uh, when you're when you're playing against uh, your own defense. Then they know exactly what you're trying to do and, and what the plays are. Um, also, it gives you that kind of that real game time experience where you'll you might get that jab in the ribs. You, it's a little bit more physical than you would with your own teammates. 
Uh, so it, it, it simulates it a lot better than, than just a normal practice with your own team. Yeah, it, it definitely takes things to a different level, right? Because you've got guys you're repping against who haven't seen you repping this over and over, and they don't know the insides of your organization. And, and I also loved hearing the intensity from the coach and his excitement. I mean, it was a great day for that first joint practice with the Giants. I mostly observed the offense. You know, my only real view of the defense was at the very end, and, and Aiden Hutchinson did stand out in that short amount of time. I mean, that dude looks ready for season two and ready to take another step. I mean, his effort was relentless. Now, if you want more defensive insight um, from this first practice, Colton Pouncey from The Athletic, he has some great observations, so check out his article. But let's get back to the offense, because that's what I was able to observe quite a bit. And when the two teams were warming up on their own in their own groups, Goff had a nice pass to Jamison Williams, but, but things got a lot more exciting when the team started facing off against each other. So here's the main takeaways I had. The Lions running game, it still looks to be a work in progress. There weren't a lot of big holes out there, lots of long runs. The Lions did have some snapping issues on a couple of plays, but it wasn't Frank Rag now in there. And that brings me to something I've talked about before, which is I still think they need some backup offensive linemen to step up. And, and though there weren't any 40-yard runs, both running backs had some very nice catches, which – We've talked about before. That's going to add a whole nother dimension to this Lions offense. The Lions offense, though, in general, did look good, whether it was one-on-one, seven-on-sevens, or the 11-on-11 phase. They looked great. Jared Goff believes it's a work in progress, but that the offense is ahead of last year. Yeah, good. Uh, still room to grow, I think, certainly. Uh, we've we've done some good things. We've had some days we'd like back, probably. But, um, yeah, I think we're, we're trying to challenge ourselves to the highest degree right now, and um, really push our tempo and push our uh, computing ability in some ways at, at every position. And I think it's a good thing. Um, once we get to game week, it won't quite be the same way, but certainly much further along. Much uh, If last year was 101, we're in 201 now. You know, like it's, uh, it's our ability to kind of do things at, at, at the next level. And it's, it's challenging for me as well, you know, just making sure every day that I know what my rules are and my checks and all that stuff, but I know everyone else is doing the same thing. And it's, it's taken the next step uh, these last few weeks and feeling like we're in a good place. Chris, how does that make you feel when you hear Jared Goff talking like that? You know, I, actually that gets me excited because that means, you know, they're, they're trying to take this offense to the next level. With Ben Johnson, they've got all these different little nuances within the offense that they can, they can run with uh, different options that they can get from different looks. And, you know, they, Last year, they weren't able to do that, and now that means this year he's going to add more to it, and he's going to be able to uh, you know, take those take those schemes um, against certain defenses and and actually put them into play. So that, that makes me excited. You know, another thing from that practice is uh, Jonah Jackson didn't practice either. You know, Frank Rag now was out, family issues. So, you know, you got some inconsistency on the, on the offensive line. So you're, you're not going to see those open holes as much. Um, and plus – in practice, in these joint practices, you're trying out new stuff. You know, you're not necessarily, um, you know, showing them what you're going to do in a game every single every single snap. But you're you're going to try out new things, and and you're going to see if they work and what what works and what doesn't work. That's true. And there were still some guys who really stood out on the offense. I mean, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I've been saying this phrase "Goff to St. Brown" all day. I've been saying that recently, and this practice really reaffirmed it with my own eyes. I mean. I'm expecting big things from St. Brown this year. I mean, as hard as it may be to believe or comprehend, we might see him take things to another level. I mean, he was Pro Bowl last year. Maybe it's all pro this year. He had some great catches. He, he just was doing everything we, we saw him do last year, and it just seemed to be even just that much better. 
Another really nice thing was Marvin Jones. I mean, we were excited. I remember you texting me about this when it happened, but I am so happy they brought him back. He was hauling in almost everything. This guy is going to be an unsung hero of this team this year. Uh, Sam Laporta had a nice snag. That was good. But there's an interesting guy who's making some noise at training camp, and his name is Dylan Drummond. He's an undrafted free agent out of Eastern Michigan at wide receiver. I've been reading about him a lot lately, and I think it may have been from the M Live crew, but I got to see him in practice, and he looked awesome. Now, he might actually have a chance. This is going to sound crazy, but to actually make this roster, and that would be quite a surprise, Goff was asked about Drummond, and here's what he said. Drummond, yeah, he's a good, he's a good player, man. He does everything right. Um, continually shows up. I know he's good on special teams, from what I've heard. And uh, but yeah, for me, he's a guy that continually is exactly where he's supposed to be on time. He's fast. He's sudden. He's smart. He's got good hands. Uh, how many more adjectives can I say? He's he's a good player. I really think the wide receiver battle down the depth chart will be real interesting to watch. I mean, we know Jamison Williams, Josh Reynolds, Amon Ross St. Brown. Khalil Raymond, and Marvin Jones. Those are your top five receivers. There's no doubt about that. But we recently acquired Denzel Mims. We have the late-round pick, Antoine Green. We have undrafted free agent Chase Cota. Now you've got Dylan Drummond. I mean, there's some serious competition there, Chris. Yeah, you know, and and looking at the first official depth chart that the Lions put out, Mims was ahead of those guys. They're ahead of Antoine Green, ahead of Trinity Trinity Benson. Um, So that was kind of a surprise seeing seeing him in, um, in front of those guys coming in. The loss of Tom Kennedy actually kind of makes way for some of these younger guys to kind of kind of show show out and, and, and come out. Yeah, and Denzel Mims was out from practice. I believe he's injured right now or banged up a little bit. He had a really nice catch last week and then got hit pretty good after making the catch. So Mims will be an interesting one to watch as well. So I, I'm excited to watch this receiving crew. Uh, the big news, though, this past week was the signing of Teddy Bridgewater. Now, I threw a bunch of stats out there about this in the last episode. We've talked about a lot about how much I like this move. But let's hear Dan Campbell's thoughts about how much he likes this move. I mean, I was with him, you know. I mean, when you're with somebody for for two years, you get a really good feel of what, what they're capable of and, and uh, the way they're wired, the way he thinks. And uh, and so I've seen him work. I've seen him, I've seen him run the offense. I've seen him in critical moments. I've seen him develop young talent, young receivers. Um, you know, we lost Breeze. He goes 5-0. and um, he just, you know, he went in there and, and uh, he kept the ship afloat and uh, just kept the heading right where we needed it. And and uh, that means a lot to me. And that's all we need. But, but yeah, I mean, those receivers, you know, I mean, that was something he did really good for us. Uh, he would come in the day before the game and he would take those young receivers out, go through the whole game plan, tell them what they're looking for. Here's the coverage. Here's what I'm thinking. How are you running this? No, I don't like that. Uh, he ran the scout teams. He was competitive, running cards. Um it was just awesome, man. He, he's that type of guy. He's an unbelievable teammate, and he's a pro. He's a vet. He handles his business. Chris, we texted right after this happened, and you were pretty darn excited, too. Hearing Coach Campbell share the why, I mean, it, it shows you why this is a perfect fit. and makes me that much more excited. Yeah, it, it really just tells me that the Lions are all in and, and trying to trying to secure a playoff spot and, and win a first playoff game. Uh, you know, In case any injury to Jared Goff, you know, we have a, a reliable backup finally, first one probably since Sean Hill. Um, but you know, Teddy, he's gone through four different offensive systems in the last four years. 
you know, that's, that's, that's tough, but having that familiarity with Dan Campbell, he knows exactly, exactly what Teddy's going to bring. He's going to bring leadership to locker room. He's not a guy that's going to be a loud, uh, loud voice that, you know, causes disturbance amongst the, amongst, amongst the team. Uh, he's, he's a great locker room guy and he'll provide that leadership. And, and more importantly, in practice, he'll be able to further develop those receivers that are further down the depth chart. Exactly. There's so many aspects to this. Like you said, it's about a decade ago since the Lions had Sean Hill. So this is a great backup quarterback. He's an insurance policy, right? We're hoping he doesn't play a snap for us in a game, but if he needs to, we have him there. But as Campbell also talked about, Teddy Bridgewater can help those wide receivers prepare, and he's one more veteran in the clubhouse Mm -hmm. to help Hendon Hooker learn from. Hooker's hopefully learning from Goff and Sudfeld right now, but you've got Teddy Bridgewater as well. Okay. Last topic for this episode. We have the preseason opener this Friday night against the New York Giants. What are you looking forward to watching for the most? Well, first off, football's back finally. Just excited to be able to watch football. You know, the Hall of Fame game, that was so-so. I, I think I turned it off after the first quarter. Um, but I'm just excited to, to see what the atmosphere feels like. Um, you know, training camp has been, you know, the buzz has been great. It's going to be huge just to be able to see that that crowd, that excitement. Um, you know, Dan Campbell's not feeling the weight. He's feeling the wind underneath his, his wings. You know, I love that that, that comment. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the offense looks, uh, you know, Gibbs should see some reps, probably see him for a series, maybe two, depending on how they do. Uh, but just excited for football again, really. You know, I'm also looking forward to seeing live action in general, but more specifically that running game. You talked about it, right? We know the top two guys, but what about the three through five spots? I mean, you said it, Justin Jackson, you got Craig Reynolds, Jamar Jefferson, and Mohammed Ibrahim. Those guys mm-hmm. are going to all be battling for at least one or two spots. Also, do any of the wide receivers make plays and stand out in the game? Because you know people can do well in practice. How does it translate over to the field when the game's going on? Defensive-wise, I want to see the defense in action. I mean, it seems like this is going to be such a versatile, flexible defense. I'm excited to see what it starts to look like against the Giants, as well as how some of these backups play, because I think we're going to have a lot more depth on this defense than people expect, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those things play out. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be fun to see how Jack Campbell does, uh, see see how he, his adjustments to the NFL is. You know, looking at, you know, the joint practices that they've had. Hutchinson obviously has improved. Uh, he's gotten stronger. He was, the he was you know, looking at beat reporters from the Giants. He was He's just a different animal compared to the rest of the defensive line. You know, my last thoughts is it's been a long time since that that final game of the season where we, where we beat the Packers. You know, Kirby Joseph picking off Aaron Rodgers for that, his last Packers pass. Um, so I'm just looking forward to football again here. As am I, as is probably every Detroit Lions fan. I mean, this is when it actually kind of starts to feel real, right? We had the draft, we had free agency, we we had training camp start, you had joint practices. Now it's, Hey, exhibition games. Awesome. Chris, thank you so much for joining the show today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe to not the same old Lions podcast to get alerts about new episodes. Tell your friends about the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Soltesiak. The show is also available on YouTube and at NotTheSameOldLions.com. And until next time, stay gritty, my friends. 